If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Santa Rosa has experienced a housing boom in the past few years and many people are moving to Sonoma County and because of that, the cost of living has gone through the roof. While to sustain this momentum, the city council is considering a new housing blueprint that hopes to create more homes right here in Santa Rosa. So Santa Rosa must plan for 4,685 new units by 2030 under state-mandated housing goals. Longer-term plans call for adding as many as 24,000 new homes by 2050. Council members say that Sonoma County needs to have housing that accommodates everyone who lives and works in Santa Rosa. Everybody's favorite purple dinosaur is coming back. I love you, you love me. Mattel is relaunching Barney as an animated series in 2024. There's also a possibility of movies with uh, Barney and a bunch of YouTube videos, and there will be, quote, apparel and accessories for adult fans. So anyone that grew up with Barney is going to be excited about this, and their kids can enjoy Barney as well. Mattel wrote, quote, Barney's message of love and kindness has stood the test of time. We will tap into the nostalgia of the generations who grew up with Barney, now parents themselves, and introduce the iconic purple dinosaur to a new generation of kids and families across the globe with content, products, and experiences. You know, I saw a lot of backlash about this online, people being upset that they're bringing him back, but I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm excited for a new generation to experience Barney. You know, you and I grew up on Barney. Yeah. Kids these days have no idea what wonderful this purple dinosaur was just so amazing. Yeah. You know? Barney ended, ended in an unfortunate way, but I, like you said, I'm excited for it to come back so kids can enjoy what we enjoyed. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Kelsey Ballerini announced a new project on Monday. She wrote on Instagram, six songs, one short film, all rolling out at midnight. Valentine's Day. Uh, so she wrote this with a film poster art featuring her in a hotel room bed. And then in a separate post, she shared a little teaser clip of the film. And she wrote and directed this film. And it also features her new song, Mountain with a View. I think that this is when it's over for me. Uh-huh. So midnight came last night early this morning and Kelsey dropped the surprise project. She said, here's my healing journey. Here's my heart. Here's my truth. I've never been this open. Amber and Tanner. Amber and Tanner. In between sips of coffee. Good morning. Good morning. I just love the show. Froggy 92.9. So I saw online that uh, some White Castle's restaurants, I know they do this uh, every year, but they're offering at candlelit dinners for Valentine's Day. <laughs> It's really cute. So they got these little special menus. These fun waiters come out, tableside service. There's fancy decorations. And that's just a few ways that White Castle is trying to celebrate Valentine's Day. But I love this idea. You don't have to make Valentine's Day fancy. You don't have to spend a ton of money. You can go to White Castle and get yourself some delicious little square hamburgers. I love the idea of taking a slider and putting a candle in the middle of it. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing (laughs) says I love you like a greasy slider, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I know there aren't any White Castle restaurants around here, but there's plenty of like cheap ways or cost-efficient ways to celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, Tanner, have you ever had just a really cheap Valentine's Day, or do you celebrate Valentine's Day in a cheap way? Uh, This year, I did not celebrate Valentine's Day in a cheap way, (laughs) but typically I do. One year, I took my girlfriend to Buffalo Wild Wings, and honestly, we had a great time. 
Okay. Yeah, we had a bunch of wings. Yeah. Uh, we, we actually had some sliders, funny enough. And uh, we just shared a giant plate and just had a good time. Well, yeah, that's that's great. Did you have any dessert? I think we went to Safeway and got some slices of cake afterwards. That sounds great. Yeah, it's right when she moved here. So, you know, we were transitioning a lot of things in our lives. So we didn't really have time for Valentine's Day that year. But that's how we celebrated. Well, one year, uh, Cole always worked Valentine's Day. uh, But he left a DVD of the... It was new at the time. It was a new Will Ferrell movie. uh, And Zach Galifianakis called The Campaign. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I've seen a movie. Yeah. Um, so he left that DVD, one yellow rose, and some snacks for me, so I could watch that and celebrate Valentine's Day without him. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. And honestly, it depends relationship to relationship. Every relationship is different. So whether you want to make you know giant gestures or just like renting a movie, I mean, you were probably super excited about that. I was, I was so stoked. <laughs> I was like, this is the best. But you know, he. We didn't have a lot of money then, and he was working. Right. Uh, So you just do what you got to do. We've got Aubrey from Sebastopol on the phone. Aubrey, what is the cheapest Valentine's Day you've ever had? This was with my ex-husband for Valentine's Day. He said that he got a babysitter set up, um, had a whole evening planned. Valentine's Day shows up. He says he's running late from work. If I could go ahead and take the kids over to the babysitter, fine, no problem. I get back, I beat him back home, I'm all dressed up, I'm ready to go. He gets home, he says, babe, give me about five minutes, I'll be ready to go. An hour later, he's still not ready to go, Uh has no, showing no signs of getting up off the couch. And then he's like, hey, how about, can you just run through Taco Bell drive-thru for me? (laughs) like, I really don't feel like doing anything tonight. Plus, all the restaurants are going to be busy. So he hadn't planned anything. Oh, no. I was so bummed. Like a cup of coffee and a sunrise. The crew is up and the coffee is ready. Hey, good morning. Amber and Tanner, mornings. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. Headline in a haystack. Tanner reads headlines. Amber tells us which one is a lie. Because it's headline in a haystack. Three headlines. One of them is real. Can Amber identify the headline in a haystack? The scorecard for 2023 is 14-4. to I'm currently up and I won on Wednesday with the headline, Trashy Bell Restaurant opens in Houston. Trashy Bell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so today's edition of Headline in a Haystack is Weird Driver's License Photo. And by the way, I'm never happy with my driver's license photo. Are you, Amber? Um, there was one time when I was young that I liked it. I thought I looked good. I always get way too nervous and end up looking weird in mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's headline number one. Man takes driver's license pick with tongue sticking out. Headline number two. Woman takes driver's license pick with her chihuahua. And here's headline number three. Man takes driver's license pick with half a beard. I don't think they'll let you... Do the first two. I don't think they'd let a dog be in there. And they're always like, don't smile. Or try not to smile. So I doubt they'd let you stick your tongue out. So I'm going to go with the half beard. Amber, that is... The headline in a haystack. Oh my gosh. You know I'm all about that beard, about that beard, no stubble. All about that beard, about that beard, no stubble. <laughs> Absolutely, that is the headline in a haystack. Amber, your losing streak is officially over. How does it feel? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I was really upset.
So, so <laughs> I feel this, better now. <laughs> good. Uh, here's the headline. Uh, here's a story for a headline. Newsweek magazine says a Florida man is going viral for taking his driver's license photo with half a beard. The man's friend posted the following explanation. A friend of mine grew a giant beard, then shaved exactly half of it off and applied <laughs> makeup to half of his face so he could take his driver's license picture where he looks like two completely different people. I can't believe they let him do that. <laughs> right. I thought maybe, I just assumed maybe he was like running late or something yeah. and wanted to shave his beard. I thought there was a different scenario. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, they're probably like, well, you can't say that this person doesn't look like this every single day. Because who knows? Maybe this guy could be running around like this every single day. I don't know. Yeah. You are listening to Amber and Tanner in the morning on Froggy 92.9. So after five years away, fans got Rihanna for 13 minutes on Sunday during the Super Bowl halftime show. She's also the first woman to perform pregnant at the halftime show. It was pretty, I thought it was pretty incredible, but there have been a lot of mixed reviews online about her performance. A lot of people didn't like it, thought there was no energy. Uh, Tanner, what are your thoughts on all this? I thought she did a fantastic job. And I was as I was watching uh, Rihanna slay the day, um, honestly, I forgot how many hits that she's had in her career, and I loved it. And what a cool way to announce that you're pregnant. She was defying gravity. She was on a platform that was in the air, (laughs) singing live. I I just think it's crazy. The baby's rolling around in there, just super confused. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I I can't imagine being pregnant and and doing that. So, you know, I personally thought it was great. But, you know, a lot of people were like, it lacked energy. She quiet quit during her performance and, you know, things like that. And we're getting a lot of comments on our Facebook page about about that uh, because we we did ask, uh, you know, with Super Bowl 57 behind us, what do you think is the best halftime show performance of all time? A lot of people seem to have thoughts on Rihanna and uh, a lot of negative thoughts. But Tanner, um, what do you think? If not Rihanna, what's the best Super Bowl halftime performance? The one that sticks out to me the most is when the Indianapolis Colts played the Chicago Bears and it was pouring rain and Prince performed and put on a crazy show. I mean, I love Prince and I love the performance. I mean, it was pouring rain during this and uh, he did a bunch of cool covers like he uh, performed Best of You from the Foo Fighters and honestly, I mean, Prince kills it wherever he goes. So that's my pick. May he rest in peace. That is so, that's such a good one. And that was such an amazing performance. Uh, Personally, uh, in my lifetime, and I remember watching this and I thought, this is the best. This is fun. This has so much energy, so many different elements. It was Katy Perry's performance at Super Bowl 49 back in 2015. There were these dancing sharks that went viral. More specifically, the left shark who didn't look like he knew what he was doing. And it was just, it was so funny. I remember Halloween that year. Everybody was dressed up as left shark. (laughs) Yeah, it it would definitely go down in history as one of the best Super Bowl halftime performances. But like I said, we did ask on Facebook, facebook.com slash froggy929, which was your favorite Super Bowl halftime performance of all time? Molly from Windsor said when Beyonce reunited with Destiny's Child for Super 
Super Bowl 47 in 2013. And Rick from Petaluma says Michael Jackson. That was Super Bowl 27. Lindsay from Guerneville said NSYNC, Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. The first halftime show produced by MTV seemed like an unlikely pairing for performers, but it turned out to be a thing of beauty. Amber and Tanner. Every morning. Mornings. Really good. They're so funny. Froggy 92.9. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. This one Italian restaurant has had enough of messy, loud kids. So it's called Nettie's House of Spaghetti, which I think is a great name. Um, and it's in Tenton Falls, New Jersey. And it recently announced the band for any kids under 10 years old dining in the eatery. Now, in the Facebook post, the restaurant said, We love kids. We really, truly do. But lately, it's been extremely challenging to accommodate children at Nettie's between noise levels, lack of space for high chairs, cleaning up crazy messes, and the liability of kids running around the restaurant. We've decided that it's time to take control of the situation. So the reaction to the ban was mixed. One person commented, Never been to Nettie's, but knowing I won't have to deal with children at a restaurant makes this establishment more attractive. We'll be coming soon. And another person wrote that the decision is a complete slap in the face to families. Now, Nettie's new policy goes into effect on March 9th. Um, You know, I am kind of sad that this restaurant is keeping kids away from spaghetti, but I guess it means you can just make it at your house or go to Fazoli's or something. Now, I understand that a business has to do what it has to do, but my question is, are, you, are they prepared to lose a lot of customers? Because it seems like that's what's going to happen. Uh, they, they definitely will lose customers. Now, I'm not a restaurant owner. I'm not a parent. Uh, you know, I do feel like a lot of restaurants have to be accommodating because they want the business. Um, at least to a certain extent, they have to be accommodating. Um, but, you know, I think parents know not to take their kids to a certain restaurant. Maybe Nettie's wants to be a little more high-end. That's the vibe they want. That's the clientele they want, which is fine. And, you know, maybe Nettie's is just one of those places you don't take your kids. You go somewhere else. You can't control what, you know, businesses do. It, it, it's, it's kind of sad that they, they're they not going to allow the kids. But um, do you think this restaurant is making the right decision to ban the children? Um, should more restaurants consider this uh, or do you disagree with it all together let us know your thoughts got something to say Call me up. you can get on the radio call froggy 92.9 and tell amber and tanner in the morning right now 636 one hop 636-1467 this is froggy 92.9 you, you, you pretty good at trivia? Is this a question? Once you stop testing yourself, you get slow. My, 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 answer my question or you'll be standing, standing. tall before the man. 33% of people do this to relax. What is it? Give us a call right now, 707-636-1467, to win a four-pack of Cloverdale Citrus Fair tickets. All right, here's a clue for you. It's nothing to do with taking a hot bath. It has a physical activity aspect to it. Here's your final clue. Many people do it after dinner when the weather is nice. Sheena from Hillsburg, what is your guess for today's Mindbender? Go for a walk. That's correct. Congratulations to you. You solved Yay. today's Mindbender. Yay. You've won Yay. four tickets to the Cloverdale Citrus Fair. Cool. Cool. Happy Valentine's Day to you, and you're going to the Cloverdale Citrus Fair thanks to which morning show? Yeah. Amber Tanner in the morning, 92.9. Happy 
happy Valentine's Day. Hope you have a great day with your special person. What does Valentine's Day mean to you? Here's what it means to Luke Bryan. Well, I mean, you know, Valentine's Day is, uh, it's kind of me and Caroline's day just to um, go and uh, just enjoy being with one another for a full day. I imagine for Luke and Caroline, it's a little bit tough because, you know, Luke Bryan's a country music superstar. He could be doing American Idol right now. He could be traveling the globe or in Las Vegas, whatever he's up to these days. Yeah. <laughs> he's a superstar. Yeah, it's a little bit different than us who are just going home, you know, after work. Um, so what does Valentine's Day mean to you? You know, Amber, I'm notorious for saying that every holiday is my favorite holiday, um, but Valentine's Day is not my favorite holiday. And to me, Valentine's Day means pressure. I (laughs) always want to make it perfect every single year. And even though, like, Cammie, my partner, she is completely cool with me not going above and beyond, but I still feel like I have to go above and beyond. (sighs) I I understand. There there is a lot of pressure surrounding holidays, but... I mean, or Valentine's Day specifically, but holidays in general, like Christmas, I feel like there's a lot of pressure around Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I understand how you feel about Valentine's Day. You know, me personally, Valentine's Day is okay, but my birthday is a week before. So I'm just like, nah, I'd rather (laughs) celebrate my birthday. And I feel like, you know, I do so much for my birthday or my fiance already does so much for me for my birthday that... Valentine's Day is lost, gets lost in the mix. Yeah, doesn't everybody know that February is Amber's birthday month? (laughs) Yeah. That's the time. Who cares about Valentine's Day (laughs) when my birthday's in this month? How dare you mention Valentine's Day or the Super Bowl around Amber's birthday? Get out of my face with that. (laughs) So what does Valentine's Day mean to you? We reach out to you on the Amber and Tanner in the Morning Facebook page, and here's what you said. Tammy from Forestville says... It is my husband and I's 12-year wedding anniversary. That's amazing. Pixie from Santa Rosa said, It's my second year of not being a florist, so I'll see what happens to regular people. Yes. We are so glad you get to be a regular person this year, Pixie. Anna from Clear Lake says, It means my husband will procrastinate and get me a card last minute. I love him. (laughs) By the way, we have some last-minute Valentine's Day ideas coming up at 8.05, so stick around. That memory foam bamboo sheet kind of feeling. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. Today on The Neighbor Dispute, we're going to call Tim. Barry Martindale is going to be representing HR for his company, and we'll see how that goes. Hello? Hi, is this Tim? Yeah. Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services here. I'm representing your HR department at work. Uh, sometimes I call when there's troubles with their employees. Right. Um, specifically, uh, you were caught stealing some pens. Specifically, your workplace found four blue Bic X series at your desk. Were you aware that that was your receptionist pens and you were not allowed to take them? What are you talking about? I'm talking hey. about you're a thief and it's disgusting. And that's why I'm calling you today. Buddy, I really don't have time for this crap. This is nonsense. Well, what's nonsense is that you're not taking me seriously because there will be repercussions for your actions. Look, I didn't steal any pens. The pens are off supply. I don't have, I'm not hoarding pens. Just calm the F down. Well, it seems like you're building a pen castle over there at your desk. 
kidding me? You know, you really don't have anything better to do? You need to buy new pens for the office, specifically the Blue Bic X series. Additionally, you're going to have to be your boss's personal assistant for a week, getting coffee, scheduling meetings, stuff like that. And you will be fined $800 from your next paycheck. Whoa, 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 buddy. Yeah, how about you? How about not? You're an idiot. I don't have time for this business. I don't know where you're getting this $800 number from. There's no way this is that's happening. This is nonsense. I'm getting out of here. Unless, unless you have anything important to say, I got to go. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. You had me there for a second. And the 800 bucks, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for the Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. <laughs> You must look in his eyes always. Love comes in at the eyes. Why can't they just love us for our minds? Welcome to Valentine's Day, and if you forgot, you better get on it because we have come up with a list of last-minute Valentine's Day ideas for all of you procrastinators out there. Just want to let you know we got your back. We got five simple ideas for you for last-minute Valentine's Day plans. Okay, so if you forgot today or, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my fiance always works on Valentine's Day. Uh, It's a good idea to plan a future date. So, you know, buy tickets to a future concert or something your partner will enjoy. Uh, So this extends Valentine's Day and gives your partner something to look forward to. (laughs) So you go, "Uh, honey, I got nothing for you today, but this weekend I got you covered. In a couple of months, we're going to see this show. (laughs) In six years, we're going to (laughs) see Air Church. Uh, Here's the next idea. You could cook a romantic dinner. So you don't have to go out to a fancy restaurant and fancy restaurants probably don't have any reservations. So you can just cook at home, have a romantic Valentine's Day dinner, and cook a special meal for your loved one at home. Oh my gosh, go to Costco and get one of those like pre-baked meals or something. Easy does it. it. Throw it in the oven, lasagna. (laughs) Uh, uh, Here's our third idea. You can make an ironic fast food date uh, where you both dress up fancy and then you get a tablecloth and silverware and you bring that to the restaurant. You know, kind of like we were talking about earlier, uh, White Castle is doing like a romantic lit dinner over their sliders. Yeah. You can put a little candle in the middle of a taco supreme from Taco Bell. Ooh, I a, cr- love- a crunch wrap would be a good like vessel for a, a candle, don't you think? I imagine you go, right in the middle. you order a crunch wrap and you're like, can you cut it into a heart shape? <laughs> Possibly. Um, The next idea on the list is you could go on a romantic walk through a park, then go out for dessert afterwards. So you could go to Howarth Park or something like that. Just uh, remember to bring your jackets because it's going to be pretty windy in Sonoma County tonight. Uh, And here's the last idea we have for you. Uh, Write a love letter. It sounds cheesy, but uh, just take some time to write like a heartfelt. (sighs) Why did I have phlegm there? A heartfelt love letter, you know, expressing your feelings to your partner or your significant other. It's just like the really simple classic way to show your love and appreciation to someone. Have any ideas? Give us a call. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. So how would you react to getting pushed at a concert? I went to see Alt Country Trio the Lone Bellow over the weekend. Champagne. 
they played a show at the Fillmore in San Francisco on Saturday, and I was really excited to go to the Fillmore. I, it's a legendary concert venue in the Bay Area. Tanner, have you ever been to the Fillmore? I haven't, but I really want to. Like you, it's also on my bucket list. So, went to see the Lombello, and I've seen this band probably 11 times in my life, but it was just a new experience for me to see them at the Fillmore. And they're not necessarily one of those bands where, you know, you get pushed. (laughs) It's not like they have a mosh pit at their shows, (laughs) you know? Uh, But Cole and I stood kind of in the back with a lot of space, because like I said, we've seen this band many times before. And all of a sudden, this girl came out of nowhere and just like shoved me. (laughs) What? I mean, the girl body checked me and it felt personal. Jeez. And I looked around. There was plenty of space. There was plenty of dancing room. And I was like, what the heck is going on? You didn't want to be somebody's punching bag. <laughs> and if there's plenty what of room, it would be one thing if there was a giant crowd, not a lot of space, and someone <laughs> was just making their way up front. But it's a completely exactly. different thing if someone was just pushing you out of the way for no reason. And then she and her partner whatever stood right in front of us and the dude was like six foot eight or something and i was just like what is your problem i was so mad i was just standing there stewing and i was just i just thought i was like you know i'm not gonna try to let this ruin my night yeah i'm really gonna try not to and and but at one point i did i did shout down in front (laughs) to the tall guy that was standing in front of me so that made me feel a little better and be honest did you think for a second maybe just to you know give him a little kick behind the knee no, I wasn't going to get violent, but I didn't know. I mean, they ended up leaving like after that, like after a couple of songs, they left. And I was like, OK, well, maybe they were maybe they had a little too much to drink or something. That That's usually when people get, you know, a little too pushy, a little too, you know, violent at these concerts. Typically, alcohol is the reason why. Why? It felt so personal. I was like, maybe maybe she was a Robin Joss fan or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so what would you have done in this situation? Would you have been like, hey, man? Honestly, I just would have shrugged it off. I'm not good with confrontation <laughs> at all. And I would probably just talk smack about it with my girlfriend on the ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, well, I didn't want to say anything to Cole. I was like, I don't want him to think I'm still like thinking about this girl. Like, because I don't want to be obsessing over it. But now I'm talking about it. So, um, but we, we, we wanted you to talk about this with us. We asked your opinions. You know, how do you react to someone pushing you at a concert? So let us know right now on our Instagram at Amber and Tanner in the morning. It's gonna be a good day. With Amber and Tanner in the morning. I got some good friends. They only good time when they're awesome. Today's country. Froggy 92.9. Jackie from Lakeport, are you ready to compete against Amber in the Amber Showdown? I am. I'm not going to win, but it's going to be fun anyway. Hey, Jackie, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you never know. Amber's the best. (laughs) No, you're the best. Jackie from Lakeport, this is how the Amber Showdown works. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions. Amber will be outside the studio so she can't hear them. Jackie, once you're done, we're going to bring Amber back into the studio and see how the two of you score. Perfect. And Jackie, we know you said Amber's the best, but you get a half a point opportunity if you talk some smack to her right now. It's Valentine's Day. Can't talk smack on Valentine's Day. Well, I guess we can give her a half a point for that. I don't know. That's our Valentine's We're Day just gift to you. Give it to her. <laughs> half 
Happy Valentine's Day, Jackie. Amber's running out of the studio like Cupid right now. Here is question number one. Before I get to question one, her record's 571 wins and 48 losses. She did lose yesterday to Kim in Sonoma. So here is question number one. Happy Valentine's Day. Can you name the goddess of love and the mythical creature that is the mascot for Valentine's Day? Cupid. Correct. Question two. Kelsey Ballerini released a surprise six-song EP in a short film today. True or false, Kelsey Ballerini was a headliner at last year's Country Summer. True. Correct. Question three. The children's show Barney and Friends is coming back in 2024. What decade was Barney and Friends a hit TV show? 90s. Correct. Question four. Luke Bryan added six dates to his Vegas residency. Is Luke Bryan a judge on American Idol or The Voice? American Idol. Correct. And question five. How many letters are there in the English alphabet? 26. Correct. Going to bring Amber back in. Amber, I got some bad news for you again. I'm sorry, but you're automatically going to lose because Jackie from Lakeport got five out of five. See, she said she wasn't going to even do well, and she did well. <laughs> Good job, Jackie. Thank All right. you. Amber, here's question number one. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Can you name the goddess of love and the mythical creature that is the mascot for Valentine's Day? The goddess of love. I mean, I guess it's Cupid, right? Yep, that is correct. Okay. <laughs> Jackie from Lakeport also got that correct one-to-one's a score. Question two. Kelsey Ballerini released a surprise six-song EP in a short film today. True or false, Kelsey Ballerini was a headliner at last year's Country Summer. True. Correct. Jackie from Lakeport also got that correct. Two to two's a score. Question three. The children's show Barney and Friends is coming back in 2024. What decade was Barney and Friends a hit TV show? The 90s? Correct. Jackie from Lakeport also got that correct. Three to three's a score. Question four. Luke Bryan added six dates to his Vegas residency. Is Luke Bryan a judge on American Idol or The Voice? American Idol. Correct. Jackie from Lakeport also got that correct. Four to four is the score. And question five. How many letters are there in the English alphabet? <gasps> Why don't I know this? <laughs> I didn't either until Google. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it 21? That is incorrect. I was looking for 26. Why, didn't I, why don't I know that? <laughs> the final score, Amber loses four to Jackie from Lakeport's five and a half out of five, which means Jackie from Lakeport, you are now the champion of the Amber Showdown. Yay. Not only are you the champion of the Amber Showdown, but you get to say the phrase. I'm smarter than Amber today. <laughs> and Jackie from Lakeport, you're going to see Jason Aldean, thanks to which morning show? Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9. I'm getting drunk on a plane. I'm just sitting out here watching airplanes. What is your plane nightmare. So I flew back to Sonoma County on Friday night and I was really tired. I flew by myself so there was actually a stranger next to me and it was really late at night. It was like 8 p.m. when the flight took off so she fell asleep. Not too weird but I was sitting next to her and her head rolled right on my shoulder and she was stuck there for a while Uh-oh. and I just I didn't know what to do and <laughs> I let her, let her I let her hang out there for a minute. 
before I woke her up and I was like, hey, you're snuggling me right now. And she was mortified. Yeah, I would have been too. Yeah. I, I uh, what? Someone's w- woken me up before on a plane and was just like, hey, I just wanted you to know you're snoring a little bit. <laughs> At least I'm they sorry. let you know. <laughs> I mean, she was probably on my shoulder for a good three minutes before I said something because I assumed maybe she was going to roll over, you know, move over or something, but she was out like a light. I know. You're such a people pleaser. I would have pushed her out of, like, g- gently. <laughs> gently. You, you remove her seatbelt, just kick her in the aisle. I would have made sure she was comfortable, but you can't you can't be on me like that, man. I don't know you like that. Yeah, and I totally lied to her too. And I go, you know what? This has happened to me before. Don't sweat it. Has it happened to me before? Absolutely uh, yeah. not. No. no stranger has ever fallen asleep. And then <laughs> the, the the stewardess came up to us and they were like, Would you and your partner like something to drink? And I was like, Oh, we're we don't know each other. And the look on her face was priceless. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, you could have pretended. You'd be like, Yeah, she would like a daiquiri, please. We're actually Would on our way to our honeymoon? honeymoon right now. She lost her ring. Uh, Amber, when did you experience a play nightmare? Um, probably when, and I, I told this story, so forgive me, it's a repeat. Uh, this woman asked me to trade seats with her uh, because she booked her young son in her different rows. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I need you to trade seats with me so I can sit with my son. And I was like, sure. And then she's like, I. I'm in, I'm in the middle seat. And I was Ooh. like, I'm, I paid extra for a window seat. <laughs> it was like, I had just come back from like the most stressful week of my life. And yeah. uh, then her then her kid was sitting behind me and started kicking my seat and screaming the whole time. And I was like, this is the worst day of my life. Was it a long flight too? It was, a lo- it was from Georgia. Oh. It was after my mom had heart surgery. Oh. So it was like the, but... It, I understand. It, you know, it's hard to control your kids sometimes. Yeah. So I, I ended up giving him a sticker and he's, he shut up after that. <laughs> uh, we're taking your responses right now. Will from Santa Rosa, what is your plain nightmare? I ate at a restaurant. Later on, I found out I had salmonella. Oh, Got no. salmonella poisoning for, from the restaurant. But I ended up having to take a flight out. I got on the flight. And they asked, they said, are you sick? Why did you get on the flight? As it progressed, I kept getting sicker and sicker. And I was supposed to have a business meeting in Vegas. (laughs) And when I got there, the ambulance took me to the hospital. Amber and Tanner on demand. Every Saturday morning starting at 6 a.m. Want even more? Listen on your favorite podcast platform now, including the Froggy 92.9 app.